Dude, I, I one time was messaging Jose on, on Facebook, and I wanted his password to get in the WWE Network, but I forgot it. And so I sent him a bunch of asterisks on Facebook. And I was like, dude, if you type in your password on Facebook, it automatically censors it. So are you serious? I'm like, yeah, watch. And so he's like, let me try. And he sent me his password. And I was like, thanks, dude. Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, guys? What's up, dude? Chris hey. here. Scott here. Wow. <laughs> hey, wait for effects. <laughs> Troy here. What's up, guys? Chris here. <laughs> Pause for dramatic effect. I just didn't want to cut Troy off. Reese over here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> was that your Reese? That was yeah, the best was impression Reese. of Reese I've ever heard. <laughs> Um, that was not Reese. Reese isn't here. Uh, Reese had a family thing, I believe, right? I can't remember. He said that somebody was taking him out for dinner for free, so he jumped all over it. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. That makes sense. Free dinner. Free uh, dinner. Free. I mean, I'd ditch you guys for a free dinner. I mean, I love you, but... <laughs> I actually paid for my dinner instead to hang out with you guys tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Indeed. <clears throat> so, uh... We're back after a little bit. It's been a while. We 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 released a couple of special episodes. We, re- um, but uh, so it's been a little bit. But we're back again. It's kind of hard to get together. Yeah, like, it's a holidays. It's kind of. I don't want to see you guys more than twice a week. Poor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, it, so yeah, it's been just about a month since we last were together. What have we been up to? So much. Oh, so much. <laughs> so much. Where Nothing and so much. Yes. <laughs> no, I uh, I went and saw uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, I saw that too. With my, uh, with my daughter. And it was so funny. She was watching the movie. She was entertained. But as soon as the Disney princesses came on that, that you saw in the previews, mm-hmm. she just perked right up. She was just like, <laughs> which daughter? All of them. My, uh, my three-year-old. Um, Nora. Nora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just, the fact that all of the princesses were all in the same room and they were all talking and stuff, and she just, she loved it. She that is a up. pretty fun aspect of anything to see those crossovers, see how they interact. And that part in the movie was pretty funny. I, I, I found it humorous, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I went and saw Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, what did you think about it, Chris? Um, I, I mean, you can't help but compare it to the first and it's like right. a completely different movie. And the first one was almost like a, it was like a love letter to arcade games just mm-hmm. like little easter age of arcade games the second one is not that at all right um so it was really different i like the first one a lot more i feel like this one had more of a message for people i just don't get why that message was tacked on to wreck it ralph of all characters yeah but uh i mean i enjoyed it my kids loved it my thing so wreck it ralph the first wreck it ralph had this magic Mm-hmm. with it and I think it was like you said it was revolving all, all around arcade games and stuff and yeah there was an underlying message about friendship and about doing the right thing and all that but <clears throat> but Wreck-It Ralph 2 although was hilarious and yeah. in fact I would probably say I laughed more in Wreck-It Ralph 2 than I did in the first one Re- the second one didn't have to me that same magic mm-hmm. that the first one did and it felt like the message their message they were trying to deliver was more important than anything else really sure yeah so yeah, that was my that was my biggest complaint about it. But 
I mean, ultimately though, I really liked it. I'd probably watch it again. My kids, yeah. my kids thought it was great. I, I love the character of Wreck It Ralph. I think he's great. Was yeah. Fix It Felix in it? Yeah, yeah. So was uh, so was the uh, the lady that was in the uh, war game that they fell in love. They were both in it. I don't remember um, her name. I don't either. Jane Lynch character. Yeah, the, the Jane yeah. Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and there's, there's obviously new characters, obviously you have to, and that's, we, we've talked about it before about how, like how sequels to movies will often kind of fall short because they try to recreate the same, the same thing, but on a grander scale. And that's exactly what this was. This had arcades and, and all of the, all of the arcade characters could associate with each other. And then all of a sudden they got introduced to the internet and then now they can be, they can associate with anybody mm-hmm. and every, everybody like anything anything and so that was kind of i felt like it suffered from that a little bit where like like a sequel just they just try to do the same thing but make it on a grander scale right kind of i don't know if it hurt it but i don't know it was it was made for some funny jokes you know yeah sweet dude it also did you ever see and I'm really sorry for bringing this up. The emoji movie. Yeah. Did you yeah. see the emoji? Oh yeah. Movie? It felt just like it, it. felt a lot. That, like that's that. that was to its hindrance because that yeah. movie blows yeah. ass. Yeah. Emoji, emoji movie. Sucks. The emoji movie is terrible. But uh, and it was, so it was, would you like compare it to like <clears throat> a Bug's Life and Ants? That type of like dual release like that. I wouldn't know if you would even call it a dual release because they were released like two or three years apart. But I mean, I know know what you're getting at, though. Yeah. I think that a little like a little bit, maybe a little like it kills me to say that Disney might have been inspired a little bit by the emoji movie (laughs) (laughs) to make a movie like that. But uh, I I hope not. But I mean, it's kind of the same thing. But I have the same kind of thing where like. In emoji movie, if you haven't seen it, they like don't. he walks. He, yeah, don't. He walks into the this spot of the internet or of the phone or an app or whatever, and uh, and all of a sudden he gets bombarded by spam, right? Mm-hmm. And all these people yeah. who want and, and then Wreck-It Ralph does the same thing, just a little bit different, but the same thing. And he's like, ooh, gotcha. ooh. And, There's also a part where Ralph reads uh, all the comments about him. And there's a part like that in the emoji movie too, uh, where they can see how mean people are on the internet. Gotcha. So there's, it, it felt very similar to. Well, the th- there are like certain tropes about the internet culture that you kind of have to hit on if you're going to yeah. do a movie like that. Yeah. Well, and like. But then again, I don't know why I had to be Ralph. That's what I'm saying. It's oh. like he felt like a fish out of water a lot. Gotcha. A little bit, yeah. And and there, like, and not to take away from some things, there were definitely it was definitely really funny. And I would definitely watch Rick Ralph two over Emoji Movie a hundred times over. <laughs> but it did feel like it was kind of copying some things. Hmm, cool. So, Interesting. What have you been up to, Scott? So I'm so um, excited to talk to you. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been playing a lot of video games lately. I don't know why I've been on a big kick. Um, uh, I just finished one that we've talked about before, near Automata. So you're like done? You got all the endings? No, no there's like 26 endings. I, I got like the main four. Oh, okay. Um, there's an en- ending for each letter of the alphabet. I yeah. got A, B, C, D, E, and then a couple just like joke endings. Um, but uh, dude, that game, like. It's it's one of those like when I when I finished Bioshock Infinite I spent like eight hours the next day on the internet just like <laughs> reading fan theories and watching YouTube videos. Yeah, it just like puts you in this like crazy state of mind. It's a it's a really really awesome game. Um, 
So I, I'd recommend it to anybody. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to talk about it on the podcast because none none of you have played it. But well, I tried to buy it recently, but it didn't. Things didn't go my way. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, um, to be fair, you did buy a house that we're sitting in now, right now. It's true. So. Yeah, I bought a house, guys. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. We're sitting in the basement of it. The the basement air quotes. <laughs> yeah, the, gr- the ground level basement. The ground level basement. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that game. It's it's a uh, it's crazy, and. Uh, and you don't realize it's like uh, it's the last in a line of like four video games and a stage play and all sorts of mangas and stuff. And so the lore goes really deep and it's really fun to get into. But mm-hmm. it's but. a spinoff of Drakengard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I played that game forever ago on PS2. Yeah. But I, I didn't know they were related until recently. I think you told me something and I looked it up. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, th- like the, the, um, the guy that made it, he really likes to tell convoluted stories with like million, like the every single game he's made has like all these weird endings. And then it's like, there's one true ending mm-hmm. that, and then like one game can have multiple endings that spawn off two different video games. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's really crazy. Dude, you should play the Metal Gear Solid series now. Yeah. I, I played, I played one of them. I can't remember which one. I think just the, first the very first one on PS1. Uh, probably not. Oh, okay. I just remember. Snake, no! <laughs> and like I couldn't get past this one ship level where. Oh, you played the second one. The second one, I guess. Yeah. It's because I think I, my cousin had it and I just took it and played it. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway. Yeah, Japanese video games. They're fun. They're great. Japanese video games. Which, aren't they making. You, didn't you say there, Chris, that they're making a Monster Hunter movie? Yeah, they are. That is insane. Yeah. But Who awesome. did they cast for it? So Mila Jovovich is in it. That's it. It's the director of Resident Evil, so. Yay! <laughs> uh, but Tony Jaw is the commander. The one with, like, the ponytail and that big T, T, T Rex jaw sword. The one that says, Get to your positions! Oh, yeah. and like super yeah. like super animated like but yeah are they all animated well <laughs> they're all animated I'm not talking about <laughs> anime animation I'm talking about well they're not live action so it's animated you know what screw you <laughs> screw you okay uh, but the photo they released for it looks awesome so I'm all in it's, it's gonna be so dumb but I'm gonna love it yeah what, what one thing I gotta say about Nier Automata before we move on is if you are looking into it and you see the cover and see some gameplay and the gameplay is awesome, but if you see like you got you look past the uh, like the ridiculous outfits and the girls' butt cheeks that you see all the time. Why would you look past that? <laughs> well, it's hard to like when you sprint. Like the the camera goes down, and so it's like that's all you can see. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, because it's third person, but look past like the. This the, is what uh, anime fans have been saying for years. Just look past the gratuitous sexuality. Just look past it. Yeah, because yeah, do look past it because the story and the characters are super deep and awesome. See, it's funny that you say that about looking past that because I went on the PlayStation Network because it's on. It was on sale for for Black Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, it was half off. It was Thirty bucks. Oh, so those are like, close. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> So anyway, so I uh, I, I pull it up. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> so uh, so I pull it up and I'm like, ooh, this is the game that Scott's been talking about. And Mara sees it and she's like, what the hell, Troy? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess I'm judging a book by its cover then. And I didn't buy it. So. Yeah, in, that, in this case, luckily my wife grew up reading manga and stuff and... It was recommended from by her brother, so she had no room to say, "What the hell is this?" So, 
Anyway, Chris, what have you been up to? Um, so much. I've actually had a lot of uh, free time lately, and uh, we're today's episode is about Netflix. So I've been watching Netflix like crazy, um, but just. I mean, I, I kind of, I've had Netflix for a while, and I never really like dive deep into it. I just watch whatever's popular. So with all this free time I've had from the holidays and whatnot, I've been just watching movie after movie after movie. And last night I watched for the first time Hardcore Henry. Have you guys seen that? I wa- I watched that in the theaters when it first came just, out. What a delight! I wanted what to a, see that. It was. So stupid, but <laughs> I loved every second of it. The bad guy was terrible. It was like the worst villain I've ever seen in a movie. Isn't that uh, isn't that a, a movie? The movie where it's all first person, yeah, and it's just like a single shot. Is it Jason most Statham of, most no. of the time? Oh. No, but the, it's it's not just a, a single shot one person. It is a GoPro mounted on top of the actor's head. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it, first person. Literally first part, you never, literally never see Henry's face. You see his reflection. You see his reflection, and he runs around with that thing on it. There's a there's a YouTube video. Yeah, this is of the a, director. The director of this movie had the YouTube video. Had the YouTube video of, like, there's, like, the warehouse, and the guy's running around, and he jumps over the wall, and then runs down and flies around the thing, and then comes around and comes up the stairs. He finds, like, a portal gun, too. Does all that stuff. Well, that's Hardcore Henry is two hours of that. Yeah, it is seriously. I nearly vomited four times. <laughs> so, do they get like an actual story alone. out of it? Yeah, like, but the story's the story's yeah. booty. The it's story's bad. bad. <laughs> but like, it's it was uh, Charlotte Copley's in it or Charlotto. I don't know how to Charlotte. pronounce his name. Charlotto. Charlotto. Yeah. But he's so good in that movie, and I, I've liked him in like every movie he's ever done. The dude oh. from District Nine and A Team and whatever else he's in, Elysium. I love that guy, but he's in this movie and he does like, (laughs) it's hard, it's hard to explain. I don't want to spoil anything, but he's multiple characters throughout the entire movie and he just keeps showing up and showing up. And every time he does, he's just like the best thing going on on the screen at the time. Uh, The movie is extremely violent. It's gratuitous. It is some of the most gratuitous violence you'll ever see. If they had this movie in the 90s, that, that's where it belonged in the, in the 90s. Nice. Because they were saying things that like I haven't heard since the 90s. Like uh, his dad comes up to him and he's like, get up, pussy. I was like, whoa, <laughs> you can't say that anymore. Can't, you can't say that anymore. And I was like, this came out like two years ago. It's crazy. And uh, there was a... Was it only two years ago? There was a guy with a flamethrower and he has a, this silver jacket on. And uh, Charles Tocopoli is sitting on the bus. He looks over. He's like, that's the gayest jacket I've ever seen. <laughs> and then he lights him on fire with a flamethrower. <laughs> it, it's so good. It's, it's an hour and a half long. And what I've been doing on my Netflix kick is I've been playing my Switch and then watching the movie and just kind of passively playing the Switch. But when this movie was on, I was like, I can't do both right now. This is too much. So <laughs> it, I, it the movie grab has, your attention. It's, it's nonstop. sensory overload. Yeah. For sure. Uh, if you watch it, do not watch it with your wife or your kids. <laughs> but it, like some of the action so, in it was so cool. How would you compare it to one of those like found footage movies? Like I wouldn't. You not wouldn't. even a little bit. Not I even a little bit. No. Huh. But like, it feels a lot like a video game. Because I remember the same thing when like when uh, Cloverfield came out and everybody was complaining about motion sickness or whatever, like feeling sick after watching it because of all the running around and stuff. But mm-hmm. I was just, it's not comparable. Sure, that can that can compare. 
There isn't so much like a, a little bit, like a shaky but, cam though, but it, it actually feels like you're playing a video game. Well, that's okay. the interesting thing is that like millions of people watch streamers like mm-hmm. play a, whatever a shooter game. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to get sick. I, I, I didn't that. get sick, but my brother was sitting next to me, and he's like, "Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's seriously!" I was nearly falling oh, over like, the theater, rubbing his temples and looking down. And I was like, "I'm so used." This to is Jason. Jason, yes. But like, there's a part where he has a shootout with a guy, and the guy's behind a pillar, and he can't quite get him, so he just runs and slides on the floor, and he slides next to him and shoots him from down below. I was like, it's like this is like Mad Max or something. Yeah, it's really cool. It's high octane, high adrenaline. My palms are all sweaty. Stupidest story. Worst, worst actors in it. Your palms are sweaty. Palms are sweaty. I had vomit on my sweater already. already. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you guys should check it out if you're if you're like. Because I, I watched a bunch of really slow movies. Like, I watched Apostle, because that's the guy that directed the Raid movies. And I was like, oh, cool, the Raid. And then it was a really slow horror movie. So I needed <laughs> something to, like, pick me up. So I watched Hardcore Henry, and I was, like, wide awake afterwards. <laughs> cool. What about you, Jake? Uh, so kind of on that same I'm – not, I'm not going to go too far into it, because I think I'm going to talk about it later on the episode. But I've been watching a lot of uh, Netflix, Netflix stuff as well. Um, and uh, yeah, the the one that I I've been watching a lot recently, and uh, I know Reese has been watching it as well. Um, but it's called uh, Medal of Honor. Have you seen that? Is that based on the video game at all, or is it the series? Yeah, no, it's a documentary series, and it's literally just showcasing. It's eight. It's eight hour long episodes showcasing a different Medal of Honor winner from military history. Um, and so it goes through and it does, it, it just showcases for an hour. And one of them, like there's world war two, Korea, Vietnam, uh, the, there's a guy in Afghanistan and yeah, it's just, uh, it's super interesting. If you're into military and you're into that kind of stuff, uh, it's a, uh, it's a wild one. And hmm. I've, gets, I've seen it. I just haven't clicked select yet. yeah it's yeah. Su- it gets super emotional where like talks to they interview family members of the people that and friends and like in case of the people that are in vietnam or in in afghanistan it talks to people who were there during the during the incident and they talk about what it was like to witness huh. it it gets super emotional it's a it's how many times have you cried uh, twice, <laughs> twice. How many episodes? I know there? that two, <laughs> one. I'm six, I'm six episodes in. I know that Reese has texted me multiple times saying, "Like, dude, I ball my eyes out every time I watch it." And, Reese, yeah, yeah. but he, he's Reese pretty is, proud of his uh, tear ducts. He is pretty proud of his tear ducts. He's also very proud of his service. And so oh. when he you say cervix, <laughs> thanks for your cervix, Reese. Yeah, thanks for your cervix, Reese. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the uh, the Medal of Honor one is a it's a good one. So if you have time or in the inclination, go ahead and check it out. I would recommend it highly. Cool, cool. So there we are, and cool. I think this episode belongs to. Lisa Mendenhall. Oh, Lisa. <laughs> Shout out. All right. Well, I suppose that gives a little bit of a um, explanation. Lisa or Lisa? Uh, that's Jake's sister. Lisa? Lisa. 
Oh, okay. Za. So uh, I was talking to my another shout out. <laughs> oh yeah, also Scott's sister. <laughs> totally forgot that. <laughs> um, no, so my sister Lisa, um, she uh, started listening to our podcast not too long ago, and she. Sup, Lisa. Sup. So she <laughs> said, for being cool in high school. She was pretty cool in high school. I wasn't going to say the usual thing. Okay. Because she's your sister. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So. She's also your cousin. <laughs> okay, we'll let you finish. <laughs> Thanks, man. So she uh, she was telling me that she loved loved hearing our podcast, loved the the movies that we reviewed and stuff. And then she said, you know, I would really think it'd be really cool if you guys reviewed some movies or some some shows or some things that are on a platform that a lot of people have that can be that can watch, right? Because I mean, think about so the movies. Crackle. Yes. So today's episode is about Crackle. Uh, anyway, so I mean, think about the movies we, re- we reviewed. We reviewed Run, Ronnie, Run. We reviewed Murder by Death. We reviewed uh, a bunch of Donnie Lotts movies. Don L- <laughs> Don Knotts. We watched so many Donnie Lotts movies. <laughs> lots and lots. Of <laughs> lots of Donnie Lotts. We, we reviewed a lot of Don Knotts movies. Anyway, the point is, is that a lot of the movies we reviewed aren't easily accessible. So we've decided to make this episode... Uh, in honor of my sister Lisa, so thank you, Lisa. Uh, all about Netflix originals, and they can be movies, they can be uh, they can be TV show, or they can be shows, series. Um, the whole point is that the reason why it's Netflix originals is because Netflix originals won't be taken off of Netflix. They should be always available. So if you listen to this episode five years from now, these shows should still be unless it's Marvel. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's true, but that's that's a little bit of the exception to the rule. So uh, yeah, so let's let's hear what. Uh, okay, let's get this out of the way. I think what's going to be at the top of everybody's list, or at least near the top of everybody's list, for us four anyway. Yeah, is going to be a show called uh, Stranger Things. If you haven't seen it, crawl out of the rock you've been hiding under. Right. And go see it. Now, Stranger Things is a show that really appeals to our generation and maybe people a little older than us because it kind of copies that uh, feel of... um, E.T.? Well, of E.T., but a lot of those 80s, Mm -hmm. like, scary, but also, like, like movies with, like, scary movies with kids in it and Mm -hmm. stuff. And it really kind of copies that... It was E.T., Goonies. Like, even the new It movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. And even even their, like, their intro with the that became really popular that people started copying that for their memes and stuff. pop or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. And the... Um, oh! The... What is it? The font that looks like a mm-hmm. Stephen King I saw I saw Super a movie. Super grainy video on that font, though, when it's, when it's zooming in on it and it gets really grainy looking like mm-hmm. it's through a film. It looked like the X-Files, like something, the intro. Mm-hmm. I, saw, I saw a movie recently on Netflix that had the exact same intro. Well, very, very similar. It was, I can't remember the name of the movie. It was about uh, the uh, kid with monsters under his bed and you can go into that monster's world or whatever. Oh, uh, Little Monsters. Yes, Little Monsters. Howie Mandel. With Howie Mandel, yes. Yeah. Look at that movie intro mm-hmm. it's the same exact Dude, same com- concept as the stranger things in fact, I, I wouldn't doubt that the, it was an homage because almost everything in that show is an homage to yes. something in the 80s yeah i mean everything so um anyway so we're putting that out there anything else you guys want to say about in the 80s was a hell of a drug <laughs> <laughs> yes no it's uh it's an excellent show 
the kids are great. The I mean, like you said, it, it felt like uh, E.T. and it felt like Jaws. Yeah, like it's like a typical like, Spielberg movie, like mm-hmm. the potty mouth kids going on an adventure where the where the where the adults are the bad guys. It, it's. Very well, and I, I remember the, the show was pitched to me by someone saying it's like Stephen King met Steven Spielberg, yep. and that's exactly how that movie, that, that whole show, felt. And so, and it's interesting you you said movie because that Freudian slip is that is especially with Netflix movie uh, TV shows TVs. that we're going to get into is a lot of them are just eight part movies, exactly. like a, a, yep. yeah. Well, and and then also the the show has also sort of launched the career, or or maybe even relaunched the career of some some people. And obviously, there's the cameos from your favorite '80s and '90s shows, like from uh, like uh, Winona Ryder is obviously in it. Then you have uh, Sean Astin. Yeah, Sean Astin. Um, there's a there's a couple of those. But then uh, you even have um, the dude that is that plays uh, Officer. Uh, what Hopper? Hopper. That's what I was. I wanted to call him Hooper, but it's Hopper. Uh, David Harbor, and he is playing the new Hellboy, mm-hmm. and he got jacked for that role. Have you guys seen the picture? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! Anyway, so and then you also have the the kid that plays uh, Mike in, mm-hmm. in Strange Things, also on it. And anyway, so it's it's pretty cool. I mean, to see dude, I went, I went to Salt Lake Comic Con and. Uh, Gatton Matarazzo was there, whom I met in real life, by the way, at Costco. So he plays Dustin? Yeah, I think yeah. it's Gatton or Gaten. I think it's Gaten. He's a super cool kid. Um, but the line to meet him was insane. And then I looked up the line for Jason Momoa, Aquaman, coming out next month. <laughs> of course you're going to make a there's, DC. Well, to <laughs> this is the two right next to each other, and there was four people in line to yeah. meet him. Yeah. He does a major film coming out next Next month, mm-hmm. and the line to meet Dustin was insane. Well, because yeah, Dustin, you just want to grab his cheeks. And it's give him not a hug. just when I met not, him, I grabbed his shoulders. I was like, I just love you. <laughs> like, it, but it, it, as far as Jason Momoa, it's not just Aquaman. He was he was Cal Drogo. He was like yeah. he's he's had so many other things that he's done. He's not he a small actor. Well, and it's, it's yeah, he's huge. <laughs> Literally. so many levels, it, and it's it's you can you can say like without you can say that Dustin in Stranger Things is a bigger character than Cal Drogo was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, sure, right, more popular even, and then you can also say his character is more popular than Aquaman in the DC Stinkfests. <laughs> so, I mean, but he, I'm, I'm sorry, Aquaman is coming out in a little bit. It looks terrible. Yeah, it, it looks, looks so bad. It looks like a mix of. Transformers and Power Rangers, hmm. but underwater. But underwater. But underwater. So the so the, the other thing though <laughs> that I that was super impressive about Stranger Things two season two was that uh, it wasn't the kid the because in Stranger Things season one the kid who plays Mike is the one who stole the show he was the main yeah. character yeah and everything the kid who plays uh, the kid who plays Will Byers in season two. His acting, his yeah. ability to act yeah. in that season two blew me away. And, and, and it's it's something that's really subtle, actually, that, that it's easy to overlook his acting because you've, you've seen, like, possession things and, like, that type of thing over uh, over and over. But, like, he did such a good job. Oh, it was he unreal. really did. Yeah. It was unreal. And we are we already said <laughs> – we, we said before we even started recording that we weren't going to spend a ton of time on this. 
<laughs> well, we can spend we can spend time. I mean, it's on the top of our list, so like, let's just get this out of the way and, and talk about it. I mean, it think, deserves yeah. being talked. I think about. that show has created so many characters, though they're just so undeniably charming. Like Eleven is so good. Yeah. Well, I was going to talk about Winona Ryder is so good. Yeah. Hop is so good, and there's all of these characters. Dude, Steve, and, and it's funny because they're Steve's all abil- Steve's thing when he talks about using hair. using the uh, the. Who, who is it? The who's the actress? The Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't tell anyone. <laughs> but that stuff that was well, funny. Well, what's awesome about it is like they're all such cliche characters. Like mm-hmm. the grumpy old cop, the the, the high school douchebag, the captain of the basketball team, all this stuff. But like they made the characters come alive. Where yeah. it's like, it just shows that you can use a cliche. Put a twist on it or put some realism into the character and, and it actually works and it's not can, like tiresome. Can somebody explain something to me? Why? And I'm, I don't mean this to be facetious, but why do people like Barb? Like, why is, <laughs> why is everyone so obsessed? With I think it was more of a meme. Yeah, it started yeah, off as a joke and they're like, no, she's the best character in the show. Well, well here, like, here's the thing. Why? I think that people relate to Barb because... Most people weren't the popular kid in school. They were the the unpopular person that died. That died in the swimming, swimming pool. pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they were the unpopular person in school. I can't tell you that, how many times I've died in swimming pools. That Especially maybe, that way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm actually trying to tell I can you. Relate. I'm actually trying to tell you, Jake. I actually agree with everything you just said because Barb is one of the most relatable characters on the show, and. Um, I mean, it's season season one is when you see her, and and that's it. I mean, should we talk about spoilers? Well, and when I mean, she says when they're in the car, and she, she says like she's changing her shirt, and she says, "Is that a new bra?" Like she's making fun of her because her friend is becoming popular, yeah, and her friend is like falling into that all that trap and stuff, and she's kind of like on you're becoming something you're not. And well, it's, it's she's like fighting the jealousy and the like, I guess, revulsion of the of that uh, cool kids culture, where it's like she wants well, to be a part like of it, but she hates one it. Scene, so right. Well, but the, the, other so thing, because, the other thing, because about Barb, she's so she's such a related. In one scene, they made that one small one string character mm-hmm. so relatable. It's 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 less about. The actress, it's less about the part as it is about the writing. Yeah, I agree. Who the writers are to 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 add to that as well. Not only is she relatable because she's that friend, that that person who kind of gets left out or whatever that a lot of people can relate to, but at the same time, she is a terrific friend. Because she gave her a ride to the party, she basically got kicked out of the party, but she still hung out. Like basically while waiting her, while, while her friend was knocking boots upstairs. Yeah, and she had the strength to tell her friend that she, what she was doing was dumb and mm-hmm. that she should stop. But she basically got the shaft anyway. No, and, no, her friend did. You're right. Her friend got the shaft. <laughs> literally, she, Barb got the shaft yes. figuratively. Yeah, okay. But, um, but that's the other thing is that is that Barb was an excellent friend, and that's the thing is that she was the excellent friend. She was basically one of the more. Well, yeah. it's it's because I relate to her because I've been. I, is I'm, it the hair? <laughs> <laughs> It's the glasses. <laughs> it's, the glasses it's, it's the fact that I'm 32 years old, single, and have only married friends. I've grown up <laughs> my entire life being the third wheel, and she's the third wheel in that situation. And being the third wheel is what killed her. And that's kind oh, that's of deep. Do I'm? It's true. Say, I'm saying no, like it's true. that. There, the 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 show uses real kids 
Gatton Moderato has those those missing those teeth. You got the you got Frog Face Mike. You got the nerdy kid who they think might be a queer. Um, you've got Will? the to- you've Will. got you've got Where the, to- the, you've got the token black that. kid who but they pointed got, out that he's the only black one too. You know, right, so. and then you so you've got all these. <laughs> when normal- they're gonna make him be. Uh- What's the Ghostbuster? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the no, I can't think of his name. The, the Black Ghostbuster. Is that Ernie? Yeah. Ernie's the actor's name. Oh, Ernie's the actor's name. Whatever his name was. <laughs> is it? Is it? Um, is it the racist that we don't know? <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't no, remember any of their names. Like, but why should I be the other one? Because I'm black. And he's like, no, because I'm funny. <laughs> Winston. Like, Winston. no, no one wants to be Winston. But. So it's all these real people. It's these real. They got the actors that look like real people. Like, uh, Hop is David Harbour's not an attractive man. He is now, right? But uh, ain't that the truth? But like, they got all these real actors that that are that actually look like they could be your neighbor and not like you have to live in Hollywood. To yeah, see I mean, people. Will's brother. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, Will's older brother. Yeah, he, like, he looks uh, like any kid I went to high school. Like River with. Phoenix reincarnated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's that's something that Barb had. She looked like any kid in any girl in high school. Mm-hmm. And but this is she what was, the office had going for it too. It yeah. felt mm-hmm. it helped. It felt real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, but Barb added to that, and so anyway, that was a. I think it's enough. It's a this very, show. very long explanation for your unnecessary gripe about the show. It wasn't a gripe. Not like I was just curious about why she's so popular. I felt like I just missed the joke somewhere. <laughs> yeah, your gripe wasn't even with the show. It was more with just pop culture yeah. and how it reacted to a show. All right. What a show, though. That yeah, it, it is a great show. I'm so excited for season three when it comes out. Next should year. be good. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's carry on. Let's start with some runner ups. Runner ups. Sorry, I can't say. Runner up. Anyway, so, runners up. So runners up. I kind of wanted to get into a things that were like Netflix gems, Netflix finds. Yeah, that weren't necessarily Netflix. And so I'm not going to spend too much time, but I promise I won't spend too much time this time. <laughs> um, Netflix gems that you can find on on Netflix that uh, aren't necessarily Netflix originals. Yeah. So like. Um, Chris turned me on to one called Troll Hunter a few years ago. And it's not a Netflix original. It's not on Netflix anymore. But that was one of the best, like, bad movie. It's, it's, a, fa- it's, it's a, a found fo- language movie. It's a Norwegian film. I think I've uh, seen that. It's a found footage. These guys go hunting trolls. Yeah. And they find these trolls and they're like old Norwegian looking trolls with the big long bulbous noses. They're like the and size like, of mountains. But dude. they're huge <laughs> trolls and it was this like super serious movie but there was some but but it was also super goofy and weird. And There's they, one English line in it. And it's it's, amazing. it's these Croatian guys that are bear hunters <laughs> that is... It was the funniest part of the whole movie, but the the whole movie is just this, it's it's this mix between super serious and super weird and super goofy, and you're laughing and you're but it's also super intense and um the it but it had some things going for it like its sound the audio in it was so good, but that's a good one. There was a there was a movie called uh, the Red Baron. That I saw on there that was really good. I don't think it's on there anymore either. But you can go in and you can find 
these gems, if you're willing to just hit play on some random film, <laughs> you can find some gems in Netflix that are really, really great. And I think that's yeah. the thing is with Netflix in particular, or just streaming in particular, is you have to be willing to hit play. Just like just stop because scrolling you and look hit play. at you look at Troll Hunter and there's no way you'd hit play, but someone did, and then they told me about it, and I loved it. It was one of my favorite movies I watched that year. Yep. And so that's how but, I found Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Exactly. I just push play, and that's one of my favorite movies of all. Time. And it's not a Netflix original. It'll eventually. It's on there, it's on there now. It'll eventually leave Netflix, mm-hmm. um, but it's one of the best ones on there. So that that's that's the other side of Netflix. They, we're talking mainly about their their originals, which is great. But yeah. that's the other side of Netflix is all these awesome gems that you can find. Like hardcore Henry, like I mentioned earlier. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So let's let's back up and just explain again. I, I already explained why we're doing the originals, and that's just because they'll never be taken off. But like right. by all means, right. let's we can talk about whatever is on Netflix. Well, that, that's but, all I yeah. wanted to say about those those gems that are not Netflix originals. Sure. Just be willing to hit play on a random movie. You're going to watch a lot of garbage. I watched a movie called Rubber, which was <laughs> about a telekinetic tire tire oh, yeah. that rolled through a town and exploded people. <laughs> like, it was dumb. It was so stupid. But to counter that, I just watched a movie called Cube, and that was uh, it's a horror movie, but it was super smart and intelligent. It's about a bunch of random people that wake up in this cube and they have to try to figure out how to escape. Oh, I heard about that. It's so good. It's good? Yeah. Wow. I, I can't recommend it enough. It, it's it's kind of scary. It's a little gory because they have to pass these tests. But just how intelligent it was when it like this, the way the story unfolded. Yeah. It kept, it kept me on the edge of my seat. Hmm. Well, and, and one thing as well with, with Netflix that's really cool is they – they definitely cater to what their fans want. And you can kind of say that about everything, but then again, at the same time... No, literally, like, any fan... If you're a fan of any genre, they cater to you. Right, they do. But what I'm saying is, like, you can say that about anybody because all of networks go based on ratings, but why the hell did Fox cancel Arrested Development, right? Obviously, it was ratings. Or I, I Brooklyn get Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Right, or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, I get that, but those shows are popular and then Netflix caters to their fans and they pick up shows that were canceled like Arrested Well, Netflix is the, is the first they brought back Full House. company now that, that yeah. is actually data driven. Like yeah. they, they, they actually use like user data, scroll speeds, all that stuff. Like how long you linger and things you click on and read and don't watch. They, they, they like... That's insane. That's... Yeah. They're like they're watching you. They are. <laughs> Just well, like and they, Google and Facebook. And they use that data to recommend shows that they think you would like also based off of what people like you that are watching the same things as you, what they're also watching. That's why they recommend what they do. Keep you on their site. Yep. They yes. want to keep you on their site. They're great at that. They All right. Very good at it. So let's move on. Let's go. Let's talk about some, uh, some runner ups. Runners so, up. so one I want, I like that I want to get out of the way is, uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I really Dude, like I love the, the, the first season. I loved like the second season. I think I got like three or four episodes in, and I just forgot oh. about it. I couldn't yeah. watch it. Dude, yeah. Season two, episode six, might be the best episode huh. in the entire I, I, series. I, I feel like the characters got old to me. Like it's a fascinating transition. Damn it! Because I, they I ramped up. A old. Yeah, that's what it was. Well, he's I loved, so big. I, I loved him in the first season. I love Titus. Titus Andromeda. Yeah, it's such a funny. It's character. A, it's a, and it's like. 
It was a fresh show, really awesome premise. The writing and Tina really Tina Fey is amazing. She's yeah, head writer for SNL and then writes this like show. The the joke I remember the most is when she's wearing yellow and she's just leaving, and she's like, "Don't go into that side. That's where the banana boys hang out. All the good colors were taken." <laughs> <laughs> but that that show is extremely well cast. I think you could say that about a lot of these Netflix shows. It's very very well cast. I mean, Ellie Kemper is. Absolutely perfect. Is per the perfect for this role? Right. Absolutely, dude. That, and is it Titus the first is episode perfect, or the like, second episode when they go to the when she's like, "I want to go to that cl- this club," and they said, "Why?" And she goes, "Cause that's the club that Moesha went to." <laughs> that's only a joke that like us would get. Like, Seriously, you have to be old. thirty years old or older to get that joke. And, guys, that's, and that, it's funny because. Uh, like Stranger Things come out and it like caters to 80s and this one caters to 90s. Yes. And so yeah. it, and that's why I think we like it. And it, it, that, that's kind of a, an easy thing to cater to because 90s is so big. But and anyway. John Hamm's uh, oh, role in that. Dude, the oh, cameos. So like, even good. Tina Fey's cameo in it is hilarious Which, too. Which, funny little bit of trivia that I learned is that, did you know that John Hamm was Ellie Kemper's drama teacher? Oh, really? And then, and then he got his role in... Uh, Mad Men that made him popular and then she got her role in the office that made her pop anyway it was just kind of kind of one of those little things so that's why that's why he was on uh, one of the big reasons why he so was on Unbreakable when, when I first watched it it was right on the heels of finishing 30 Rock for the second time and uh, <laughs> 30 Rock is great I don't think it's on Netflix though anymore used to I've actually never seen that show dude it is it's hilarious funny. I've it seen so I've seen parts I, I, like, like not all the way through Tracy Morgan and another Tina Fey another Tina Fey show she starred in and I think produced it and wrote it and whatever but um and then she and then she made unbreakable kimmy schmidt which is mm-hmm. also awesome um but yeah awesome yeah so I, here's the thing about kimmy schmidt and i think this goes to what scott was talking about as far as first season one being great and then it kind of taking a dip mm-hmm. is the show was originally written and it was originally filmed and meant to be on nbc Oh really? Yes. Really. It was meant to be on on network television and then it got cut. And when it got cut, so the whole first season was written to be able to be to be able to be aired on on network television. So they didn't have the cur- they 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 took all the cursing out, they took all the all the right. se- they made the sexual yeah. stuff innuendo. They really kind of had to write around all that stuff. But then the second season, it was meant for Netflix and yeah. so they were able to go a little more uh bigger and flamboyant with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it just goes to show as far as writing is concerned, the less you say and the more you leave to the imagination of the viewer the better and the funnier things mm-hmm. can be. Yeah, and the more like constraints you give yourself as a writer, the, a lot of times the more creative you can be. The to, more to, creative to, to, you can to be. weave through the constraints. Absolutely. But, like if you, if you just give yourself an open field, then then it's, it can it, you get lost in the mm-hmm. in the weeds. Yep. Um, but if you give yourself a constraint, then then it has direction and it, it actually ends up being better. And that's where. That being said, my f- favorite all time episode is. Episode six in season two. All right, maybe I, I don't. I'll have to go back and see it too. <coughs> it is. I, I the, it is seriously one of the funniest. Yeah, ones Mar- Mara watched season two and season three, and she laughed her head off. But I, I yeah, I'm assuming with Scott. I loved season one, and I tried to get through season two, and it was just a little over the top. For it, me. it was great because it was one I could watch with my wife. She has a little. Mm-hmm. She, 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 
I don't know, her temperament is is different from mine, and it was something yeah. that, that overlapped, and and we really enjoyed the first season. But we both we tried the second season, and both of us just kind of honestly forgot about it after like three episodes. So anyway. I've been there too. I haven't finished season three. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but sure it's a great show. It, like great if, show. It, especially if you like. Um, the actress, what's her name again? Ellie uh, Kemper. Ellie Kemper. Yeah, she's uh, she's um, what's her face in the office? Erin. Uh, Erin. She's Erin in the office. Redhead lady. She's funny. Fascinating transition. Damn it! I'll go next. Um, as far as my next, my runner-up uh, is a a great show that I loved. Was uh, actually it was a show that you guys recommended to me. Was Mindhunter. You bastard! I was gonna bring, <laughs> that was my ace in the hole because you're gonna talk about Ozark. <laughs> oh, I, I'm gonna talk about Ozark, but Mind Hunt, Mind Hunter. I was going through like a list of of Netflix originals because I was like, oh, okay, I've seen this, so I've seen this, and I had to actually like pull up a list, like, oh yeah, this, this is. So I have a list. Like here's my list of a bunch of, of a bunch of ones. And, we'll have and, to like uh, post a list. Oh yeah, we'll definitely post a list. But Mind Hunter uh, definitely stands out to me. As, that is such a good show, dude. <sighs> dude, that way good. show creates tension. In like the weirdest ways, because there's no action in that show. Like, yeah, there's some violence in the very first episode, but like, there's a there's a specific scene where one of the women in the show she just does her laundry, and then she feeds a cat and she puts the the food out on the window for a stray oh, cat. Oh yeah, yeah. And it shows it over and over. But once you know that people like in Mine Hunters exist, you're terrified for her in that moment. Absolutely. Just how scary it is to be. A woman alone doing her laundry so, with a window open. You're like, oh, so she's gonna die. She's I actually haven't seen this one. The great, show. the great thing about Mindhunter is it's quasi based on a true story. Like they definitely take their liberties, but the the premise of Mindhunter is that there is, it takes place in the 60s or 70s, where basically the concept of serial killers having a mental disorder or mental you know mental issues or whatever was kind of. Um, it's a new concept. It was, it was a, radical. Yeah, it was radical. It was radical. That's what I'm looking for. Is radical, it, dude. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles radical? Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely the, the actual Bossa. word of radical. <laughs> so <laughs> so you had this uh you had this FBI agent who started started saying things like, you know, um uh Charles Manson, Manson. uh he there was the reason why he did what he did because he was the he was the big the big guy that had just gotten caught and everything uh why he did what he did wasn't because he just was um anyway evil he, evil it, he, it, there, was a, there was a then, psychological thing behind until it. then they were they just said serial killers were evil yeah so what he does is is this this guy i can't remember the main character's name um i'll look it up but what he does is he uh he creates this process where he goes and interviews makes mental profiles and makes mental profiles of serial killers that are then designed to profile serial killers up and coming you know what I mean? So like, uh, it's it's really really good. This is um, one of the shows too that um, I I don't marathon TV shows. It's like not in my nature. I need variety. Um, and I didn't marathon the show, but I watched it once a day for a week, and I think it was like ten episodes. Yeah, yeah. And I I actually finished the show. It's one of the few <sighs> shows I've actually finished. I can't wait for the second season. Yeah, I'm, I yeah. hope they make it because yeah. the director David Fincher has got projects like yeah. crazy. So. Yeah. I, I hope he actually makes it. Cause so is it unfinished? 
It's a season one. There's just a season one on there, but it is but, so good. But does it wrap up at the end of the season? Nope. It it leaves a pretty big cliffhanger. It wraps up certain aspects is of it. So good. It wraps up a certain aspect of the of the show, but it does leave, leave you with a pretty the big. The writing is so good. Every character is so well written. Speaking of building tension, that part when Edward Kemper is talking to him. And he's oh, like yeah. grabbing him by, he's got him by the shoulders and he just kind of like touched him on the shoulder and grabs his ear and his head. And yeah. Was, it was like, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's one part where the dude just stands up and my butt puckered. Dude. <laughs> I had a that stone is. in the pit of my stomach and I, I was so, all, all, all he does is stand up, but um, he's just really calm. He's just got calm demeanor, but he talks nonchalantly about I ripped this girl's head off and I buried her head in the backyard and I stared up at my window and then just talks like it's like it's normal. Like yeah. no big deal. But so, but he's the interviewer. He's very friendly with him. And then the dude stands up and shows a slight bit of like almost aggression. Menace. Yeah. Menace. And you're like, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, so, so you can tell like he can flip the switch yeah. and go. Yeah. <laughs> and the actor is like eight feet tall. He's like, like us, but eight feet tall and <laughs> this huge guy. And then, and, but like these guys, the guys that are doing this start to, they get heavily ridiculed by the FBI for doing this. And then they start to find a little bit of success with what they're doing in creating these mental profiles to catch serial killer, serial killers before they become serial killers they start to have a little bit of success and then they then it then it balances that whole like oh we're the new rock stars of the fbi versus people still thinking that they're crazy hmm. it's very very well done oh mm-hmm. so good so yeah that's oh gosh i'm getting like <laughs> just thinking hunter. about watching that movie yeah that show. oh man so if wow. if anyone from netflix is listening please please bring back my number netflix yes <laughs> um, um good i guess i'll go uh one of the shows that I'm so hot and cold on right now, but when the first season came out, I watched it like crazy, was Daredevil. Mm. And the first season of Daredevil is amazing. It's on my list. And Daredevil my- did this thing where it's like the Iron Man of the Netflix MCU, where it went on to make a bunch of terrible TV shows. Like... Jessica Jones was so so for me. The people are like, you have to get past episode seven, like which I didn't. That's seven, seven <laughs> hours. Seven I, hours. I loved Jessica Jones yeah. just just mainly because of the the, the like, villain. Her the villain made it. Her character was so blah. She's just like the tough chick who's like, yeah, it, I've, it was I've seen this. I've seen so much of this. Get out of here. Whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Her character, but Daredevil cool. though. But the first season of Daredevil was so good. The casting of Kingpin was almost perfect. Oh, dude. He was such a monster and a child at the same time. Well, at the same time, you don't you you don't see his actual Daredevil suit for a while. And it was better that way. The, and it was way better that way. Episode 10, the right. last episode. And the, I didn't want to spoil that, but hey. <laughs> the suit isn't that great. If you but haven't like, seen Daredevil yet... <laughs> Get He's, out from under the rock and watch Daredevil. But just like just the way the story unfolded with like like he doesn't know who the kingpin is. He doesn't know Wilson Fisk. Um, but the very first time that somebody gives him a name. And he's like, oh, that businessman, the guy is so scared that he goes and kills himself. Like he stabs his face into this sharp object. Just yeah. to like, yeah, because he's like, I'm dead anyway. And um, that was shocking. Yeah. That, like. This is another one where it's violent. Like, yeah, it's uh, but it's really well choreographed. Yeah, and the, the it's 
it seems like every punch that lands is just like bone breaking mm-hmm. type of thing. It's it's almost satisfying that it, way. That that hallway fight scene. Mm-hmm. I was gonna bring that up. Bear, big one or the one honor. Can, yeah. The one in the hallway. Uh, so good. The, the what is it? The, the old boy fight, Dude, fight scene. Yeah. We the fact that he can barely walk by the end of it. But he's yeah, carrying I think, the boy. I think like, it's really. I love how much how realistic because he gets his ass beat, and that's the thing throughout is, the yeah, entire exactly because he's blind, so of course he's going to get his ass kicked. He can see through other means, but he's blind, and he's going to take some shots, and he does. And there are multiple times where he walks away, and he's an inch from death. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting to see a superhero that does that, that does get beat up because yeah, and, and that, not that, everyone that, uh, that just puts on tights yeah. and goes out is going to that, come that, away. That hallway unscathed. scene in particular. It, it, like I believe that the that the actor was was tired. Was it, it, it was like it wasn't the character necessarily. That was tired. It was the it was the actor that yeah, was like, that, yeah. it's, it's all one shot too. But he gets thrown from one room into the hallway, then into another room, and then the guy goes in there and chases him, and he punches the guy out. Yeah, and then Daredevil like slumped against the wall, and he's like, <sighs> and they're kind of just looking. And at then each a other. microwave flies out and <laughs> smacks the guy in the head. Like it's crazy. Um, I saw. Because I guess the show Arrow has a really famous hallway fight scene, too. Um, it does? Yeah, and people were comparing it. Famous for the show. And Arrow, just smooth. James Bond just goes in there, kills everybody, doesn't even break a sweat. And if if, though, if you were to look at those two, like, oh, yeah, Arrow would kick Daredevil's ass. Look at how good he is. No. But then Daredevil's just so gritty. It's much more... I don't. I don't want to say realistic because it's a superhero show. <laughs> it's a Marvel. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's more realistic than Arrow, and it, it just look. It's better to it's better to watch. It humanizes him so much more. Yeah, yeah. no, that's fair, and, and uh, I'll I'll agree with that. And and that that oneer in the hallway, uh, not to not keep to harping on it, keep harping on it, but it's so good. It's way good. I mean, if we had if we had a, a show where the topic was oneers, which I considered for a long time doing, yeah, uh, that would be probably on the top of almost every list i imagine it's really good or close but that was i don't do this very often but when that when that scene happened i immediately rewound it or went back and watched it again <laughs> yeah and like it's so good anyway um but yeah what you said about humanizing the character is is absolutely true like it it really made like obviously matt murdoch has a weakness which is his blindness but it's also his strength but that show really really delves into why it's a weakness and why it's a strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know it's I mean? a it's very much like I think this was one of the first times where I was watching Netflix and I was like, oh wow, this is like mm-hmm. really really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like they're they're really onto something with this. And it made me super excited for the just the Netflix Marvel universe and that um that sub universe to Marvel. Yeah, and it's, and I do agree that like although I liked Jessica Jones, it was. It was way further down. It was a couple notches below Daredevil. Yeah. Um, so it, it makes me sad. And Luke Cage was the same way. And Iron Fist. They weren't none of them. And they got worse and worse. And, and Punisher was even below it. it. So it's like they all. It makes me sad that they, none of them. Season two was up. even worse than season one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and like season two was not. Good. I mean, season two started good with the Punisher. It started really strong. Yeah. And then they season got they got rid of him from a few things. They got rid of him and got a. Electra One and, thing in particular, ugh. it's Electra, And just like her story. And then the Defenders, I actually watched the Defenders in preparation for this. That was 
just garbage, just hot garbage. Defenders was it was awful. better than Iron Fist. I haven't seen Iron Fist. I've, I've, I've seen them all. I've seen them all. It's better than Iron Fist. And, uh, I don't know if this is like a, an unpopular opinion. But every time Luke Cage is there and they're fighting and they're all fighting together, they play this generic hip hop music. So it's this like intense fight scene. It's supposed to, like the stakes could not be higher, and they play some like DMX song, and it just ruins it. Yeah, it always made me so upset that it's like just the, sel- the selection of a song was just some stupid hip hop song, and it ruined the whole scene. But uh, but definitely Daredevil season one, and I'd I'd put season two in there is definitely worth the watch. I haven't seen season three. Yet. Yet because I know I from what I understand you have to catch up on all the other shows that's why I watch Defenders yeah, so you don't watch. have to catch up on all of them but Defenders you do you have do to have see. to because I, I have to, to, to understand what's happening in Defenders you have to catch up on all the other ones <laughs> but Defenders is the one that you have to see in order to to be caught up enough to see uh, okay three that's why I haven't seen three that's yet. why I, I watched really Defenders I, I recently just finished Defenders mm-hmm. so I can watch season three I, def- Defenders is actually the last season for the this Marvel uh, thing, so the the Netflix Marvel, so I'll have to catch up with because I think there's a Jessica there's a Jessica Jones, Jones and too, a Luke Cage and too, Iron Fist and Luke Iron Cage got Fist canceled. Too. Oh, did they? Yeah. Really? The both so, shows got canceled, and from what I hear, Daredevil is on the verge of being canceled. I think well, Netflix is, what, is pulling back a lot. On, what I on think they're shows. doing with that is, I think they're. So, Getting ready to they're move it to the Disney, move it to the Disney oh, streaming do service. Heroes for Hire, and have well, and I've also heard that too that they're going to do Heroes for Hire where Iron Fist and Luke Cage team up oh. in their team up thing because that's how the comics are. Gotcha. Heroes okay. for Hire where they're teamed up, but I've heard that they're that they're trying to cancel it on Netflix so they can move it over to the. Well, Disney these ones streaming. are so dark that I don't know if Disney could do it the way they've been doing it. But like, because Daredevil. It's well, a pretty dark uh, vision into the Marvel universe. I, I think that Daredevil himself. Same with too. Punisher. This is this is more. Of yeah, a comic oh, Punisher is even more so. This is more of a comic book rant than Netflix. But Daredevil character in particular is so interesting because he's like very religious, mm-hmm. and his religion is what compels him not to kill, not to take that step, um, because he doesn't want to go to purgatory or whatever. Um, but it's almost like the characters that don't kill; those are the dark the darker comic book movies or, yeah. or heroes or whatever. So it, it's his, his confliction in his head is what's interesting to me. Yeah. 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 I agree. And, and uh, uh, sorry, go. no, no, I, I was just going to say the, um, the guy that they got to play his best friend, foggy, foggy, frog, foggy, foggy, foggy. foggy. He's, he's actually a mighty duck. Mighty ducks. <laughs> <laughs> is he do the knuckle puck? I'm not no, sure the, if it's him that the does knuckle, knuckle puck, puck is Keenan. Thompson. No, Keenan Thompson's the goalie. No, Keenan Thompson does the knuckle puck. And I think the goalie is, uh, it's, um, is it Goldberg? Goldberg. 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 Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's the kidding heavyweights that that sneaks in all of the the chocolate. (laughs) But Foggy plays, Foggy does a great job. The guy that plays Foggy, I'm looking it up right now, but, um. He's the, he's the bully. Elden Hansen or something. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, and I, I like um, props to him. He's a, he's great. I like the girl that I can't remember her name, Karen Page. Oh yeah, I love Karen Page. She she's a great. great character. Oh yeah, she's mm-hmm. she's really the night great. nurse is great, and then Electra comes along and like single handedly ruins the whole show. Yeah, really she does bad. that. She's really bad. I don't that watching season two. I was like, oh my gosh, if I have to see another 
seen another shot of either Electra, Stick, or the hand again. I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, Stick was pretty cringy. Oh, I a little bit. Stand a little it. bit. I didn't mind Stick in the first season, but in the second season, Stick was the worst. So I also have to say, like, Stick was another blind ninja. And I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it kind of took away from the stuff that made Daredevil special. Yeah. Was that, you know, yeah, anyway. He's a blind ninja that was trained by a blind ninja. It just seems weird. I'm going to bring this up because I'm sure most of you know, but maybe our audience doesn't. But Daredevil has a very strong connection to the Ninja Turtles. Whereas uh, in the the first episode of Ninja Turtles, um, uh, kids carrying four turtles and toxic ooze lands in his eye and he drops the turtles into the sewer and the ooze follows him in there and then they're raised by stick splinter (laughs) and they fight hand the foot so because daredevil at the time was the most popular comic yeah so they wanted to model ninja turtles after daredevil they did the opposite they had splinter and they had the foot clan i did not know that yeah did they have a, a red sash that went over their face Sorry, that, uh, well, that was they, a bit they of all a, wore red over their eyes at, at first. That was a bit of a meta joke. I'm sorry. Every single one of them wore red. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, um, so Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. Are we done with Daredevil? I, yeah. 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 Let's, cool. let's carry on. So, the one show I wanted to say, and it's not necessarily my favorite, but it's definitely one that I've been watching recently, and I've actually mentioned it before. Um, it's called Norseman. <laughs> and that show, and I think, and, and I kind of still watching that Thomas. By the way, yeah, come on, Thomas. I think that uh, that show is great. I kind of, I kind of wanted to go on a little deeper cut where it's, it's a Netflix original, but it's not made by Netflix. It's it a semi-original, right? Something that they bought from a Norwegian TV show. It's, I mean, Netflix has nothing to do with its production. It's this Norwegian that, that television goes with, with station. A lot of shows too. Yeah, like, it's just distributed it, on Netflix. It's just Netflix bought, bought the American distribution for this TV show, and now they have it streaming on Netflix, and it is absolutely hilarious. It seriously, I've I have laughed so hard all the way throughout this show, Norseman. It's this. It's like Vikings. But funny. it's a comedy. It is and so funny. Seriously, it, it, have you watched all the episodes? Have you watched? Yeah, I'm, I'm all I'm, the way I'm, through. I'm all the way caught up. Oh my gosh! It the the show is it gets raunchy. It gets it gets um, pretty bad at some points, like full on gay sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is. I, it's hard to explain how how funny it is. the the humor is. I don't, it's hard. I don't like to say like it's European humor, but it is. It's it's very it's it's the humor is much more subtle than it is than than you'd get in an American comedy. And that sounds super. That's my pretentious film student thing. But you're right. It doesn't saying, feel like it's not Big Bang Theory. No, it's definitely no not. laugh tracks or anything. <laughs> but and it but it talks about how like <laughs> it 
there's a guy from uh, from Rome that gets captured by the Nor by the Norsemen and he gets brought up and so he's this Roman uh, slave there Rufus Rufus and he and and he he's always talking about That's how my cape <laughs> he's always talking about how it's a um, they need to be more uh, civilized and he convinces the 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 clan leader that the uh, you need to have modern art installation <laughs> in a but in it's a northern very much village. a Viking modern art, and, and so it's just like he. So it talks about how like oh yes, in this modern world where women have much more rights than they have had in the past, and but they're talking about ancient Norsemen that like rape and pillage and the one guy can't have sex with his wife unless his 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 uh his peasants he has peasants laying around acting like they've been murdered in the room because <laughs> he can't he can't do he can't perform unless oh, yeah, yeah. unless he's raping and pillaging and so it's just i don't know i think it's it, it's it's super funny because of the subtlety and because of the way that they are able to uh juxtapose the brutalness of ancient norway to like the hyper uh liberalness of modern Norway. I think it's super funny. <laughs> I uh, I gotta say, I, I thought that after after a few episodes and I thought I was gonna get tired of Orm and Rufus, their antics, <laughs> but oh man, they, they take it in, in season two and just dial it up even more. Oh, <laughs> it's so funny. Orm and Rufus definitely make that show <laughs> oh, and so like, funny. When the oh, guy com- the guy comes by and he's like, oh, I'm going over to the, to the villagers and I'm going to have them pay these new things called taxes. <laughs> like, oh, what is taxes? And he goes, well, I, I don't really like the word taxes because it doesn't really say what it is. Um, so he goes up to the, to the peasant guy and he says, you need to pay your taxes. And the guy goes, what? And he goes, it's called protection money. <laughs> you pay me and I protect you from being attacked. And he goes, who's going to attack us? And he goes, me. We are. <laughs> so pay me your protection money so I don't attack you. It's called taxes. <laughs> and then, I'm sorry if I'm giving this away, but then the the, par- the farmer peasants try to organize an army and attack them, but they the, don't have arrows on their or, or arrowheads on, on their, their arrows. So they're shooting arrows at them with a plank. <laughs> they're shooting arrows at them that just have little wooden tips on the end, not arrowheads. It, oh. The, the the peasant revolt, the whole thing. It's such a... It's clever. It's, it's so good. clever. Oh, the and really good. One more, one more character that I so funny is Kark. Kark. <laughs> oh man, he's Kark. So Kark. He's the, the uh, he's the slave, slave that loves being a slave. Be a slave. Oh, I love that character. <laughs> that guy, that guy's my favorite one. When he's like, they're gonna sacrifice him. He's like, you're absolutely sure I need to be sacrificed. Like, yes, yes. Like, start swinging the axe. Are you sure? Because like, it'll just be a waste. Maybe you only need two sacrifices today. I'm the third. Like, maybe you're overdue. Doing it. Maybe the gods would be like, "You're trying too hard." <laughs> oh, look a boat! <laughs> like, oh, look a boat! And he goes, "See, see, you only needed the two sacrifices." <laughs> but then, like the all there. the all the rest of the slaves are are chained to the wheel of whatever the the pointless wheel that they all turn because yeah. they don't have anything else for them to do. And, and he's sitting there pulling them, Pajana, but he's not chained, so he just like stops and just stretches. And they're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I do it because I like it." I do it. <laughs> 
You get all the fresh, the fresh air you want, sunshine. It's a great job. Plus, oh. they get they treat me better than any subhuman here. It Sub- is so bad. <laughs> They call all the slaves subhumans. Well, then he's like, he does something really, really helpful to the village. And the lady who used to be the chieftain's wife, whatever, was like, I'm going to see if I can negotiate your freedom. And he's like, I think that might be a bit much. You're going a little farther. And she, goes, she goes, is there anything you want? And he goes, human food <laughs> might be good. And she goes, oh, we can do that. And he goes, oh, don't, don't overdo serious? it. I mean, don't overdo it. Don't go too far with this. But if I could just get a taste of human food, that would be so nice. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny, it's, Norseman! Oh, dude, Norseman! It's you're killing me. And is it? It's, uh, is it twenty-five minutes? It's yes, in English. It's all in English. It's all in English. They have the thickest Norwegian accents, and like, sometimes that makes it funnier. Even Rufus, well, even Rufus, the, the the Roman has a super thick Norwegian accent. But um, it's it's six episodes per season. And it's 25 minutes yeah. an episode. Yeah, you'll get through it pretty fast. You, you can blow through it, and it is hilarious. If you need a break from something, like if you're just you know working or whatever, like and you need just a break, take 25 minutes and watch an episode of Norseman, and it will make your It day. really will. Oh, it's I, so good. I watched half the seasons prepping D&D one night. Like, <laughs> I came out, like, you're laughing really hard. And I was like, am I? <laughs> oh, man. So that's so my good. gym. All right. That's a great one. Um, that's definitely on my list. Um, so we don't have a, a whole lot of time left, but let's let's go through. Something we haven't touched on yet is the documentary series. I mean, I talked yeah. I talked earlier at the beginning of the episode. I talked about the 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 Medal of Honor one, but yeah. you've got like Making a Murder, you've Which, got The Staircase, yeah. you've got some of these, you've got these other ones. Evil Genius. Evil Genius. You have making a murder. Evil Genius was crazy. It was crazy. But it was nuts. But making a murder just has their second season. Come I haven't out. seen it yet, but I've heard it's nuts. I've heard it gets crazy. Does yeah, it? I've heard yeah. it does. I haven't seen it yet. I need to. It's a. Just, it's a. They have a this lawyer, this pro bono lawyer, uh-huh. but she's kind of a hawk. She's kind of a crazy person uh-huh. that comes in and and uh, apparently it gets kind of nuts. The reason why I haven't seen the second season of Making a Murder yet is because when I saw the first season, it sucked up all of my time until I finished it. <laughs> I couldn't do anything. And I know that's going to be the same thing again. So I just am kind Seriously, of when biding I, my time. A everyone bit. said, you got to watch Making Murder. And so I was like, okay, I'll watch episode one tonight. <laughs> so at 10 o'clock at night, I turned, oh, on, boy, that's a mistake. I turned on Making a Murderer. And I was like, okay, I got to be to work at eight tomorrow morning. So... I'll turn it on to at 10. I'll be done by 11. I'll be fine. And then like 6 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> I'm like going, okay, so I'm not going to sleep before work. <laughs> Do I take a shower before work or watch another episode? Should I because call in sick and just finish the season? <laughs> I don't eat breakfast. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's how. That's exactly how Making a Murder was. For that me. show yeah, sucked you in. So sure. good. Um, a show that I really liked. Um... That was on Crackle before it was on Netflix. Is, uh, <laughs> is Comedians in Cars make, uh, Getting Coffee? I'm Jerry Seinfeld, and this is Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Ooh, that, oh, that one's good, yeah. So good. I, I like, there's something about just watching comedians interact. Acting like, like themselves. Acting yeah. like themselves, not being the character on stage, is like... And then seeing which ones, like, where their actual personality is mirrored on stage or is just enhanced. It's just really interesting to see them not trying to make jokes. You, 
I don't know why, but for some reason, I have this feeling like I want to get some Lavazza coffee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why. It, that, it, I saw the one with him and Zach Galifianakis. And he even says on there, they're like, Zach's like, are we not friends anymore? And he's like, I just needed you for the episode. (laughs) I don't care after this. But I was like, is that real? Because, like, Jerry's kind of a dick to people. Yeah. So I was like, was that a real interaction? I can't even tell. Um, Dude, the one with him and Bill Burr, when they just kind of chilled in a cigar shop and smoked cigars. Oh, it was great. It was great. And the the thing about that one is that that show is... I mean, the long, long ones are 15 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, you're looking at 8, 10, 12, 11 minutes. Yep. Like, um, it's super short, quick things, but you're getting these comedians. And, and, and it's like, you can you can pick and choose who you want to watch. Like, if there's a comedian that you're not particularly interested in, you can just watch a different one. But even those ones get super interesting. They, they do. They actually really do. And, and it can spark an interest in a new type of comedy or a new comedian. Yeah, um, because the you, Ellen DeGeneres one mm-hmm. was one of my favorites. It was a really good one. It was a really yeah, good Ellen's one. Ellen's hilarious. Like despite she, so despite her show and just how popular she is, she is a funny person. Her mm-hmm. stand up is probably some of the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one's great. Do you know was an interesting one because it was so dull? <laughs> is Will Ferrell? Yeah, like, I love that one because he, he he was like. Not funny. <laughs> so like that, that's, how, that's how the real Will Ferrell is. Yeah, exactly. Just, just quiet dude. It was kind of weird. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I love that show. Really good. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on, just because I have kids and Netflix is always on at my house. But Octonauts. Some, yeah. <laughs> some, of, some, of their, one. some of their animation um, is great. Like the Troll Hunters is probably their most famous uh, Netflix original. My kids watch that one. Yeah, and it's actually like a pretty good show. But my kids are obsessed with the Troll Hunters. Like Ollie comes running in the room. He's like, "There's a new season of Troll Hunters," or "There's a spinoff movie," and he's like, he knows all their names. He knows all their weapons. Um, but they do a really good job, like we said earlier, of catering to everybody. Um, Dragon Prince is a new series that just came out. It's from the people who did Avatar Last Airbender. It's actually a really cool show. Dragon Prince? Yeah. It's, That's, I've wanted to get into that one. Yeah, I've wanted to watch it's it. It's Avatar and um, Game of Thrones. Just Really? Sandwich, yeah. It's, and it's cool. It's really good. It's got a good story. Um, but they do a lot of adult animation. Like, Have you guys seen Castlevania? Well, that, I've heard that's really uh, good. It's it's good, but it's uh it's definitely for adults. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Very violent. It's very they swear a lot, and it's not. I mean, I think it's a Japanese company. I don't know because they they classify it under anime, but it's so not an anime. Like it doesn't have the anime cliches. It's just this really well done story with uh, three really good characters of, and they're all from the video games. There's Trevor Belmont. There's Alucard. Dracula's son. And then there's a woman, I think her name's Selfie. I don't remember. She's obviously the weakest of the three. Um, But these really crisp animations, really compelling story, too. Like, Dracula's a bad guy, but you really feel for him in that show. Like, you almost kind of root for him just because he's been so wronged by people. And his goal is to kill every human on Earth. And you're almost like, yeah, I can see why. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that that show is outstanding. And I I actually, that's one of the few shows I've marathoned because there's only, like, five episodes. And season one had five and season two has, like, nine. But, yeah, if you guys are in the mood for, like, this really cool animation, really bloody fight scenes and just super cool, like, they move like the way Spider-Man would move, something like that. It's just super cool to watch. But, Mm. yeah, Castlevania is awesome. 
So um, I have a list like a mile long. Seriously, <laughs> it's issue. I'm also adding stuff that you guys have talked about that hasn't been on my list. Yeah. Um, but there, I mean, does anybody else have some that they want to bring up tonight, today? I mean, there's because I'm I'm not exactly like I, I don't I don't watch Netflix as much as like regular people do. I'm, I'm kind of abnormal that way. But I know you guys have mentioned stuff like Peaky Blinders or what was the other one? Ozark. Yeah, Ozark and Peaky Blinders. I love both of those. They're I so still good. need to watch. I still need to watch the latest season of Peaky Blinders. Um, but I just I just so know good. there's a lot out there. Like there's I, I heard that the new She-Ra, speaking of animated movies, the new She-Ra spinoff of the He-Man was supposed to be really, really good. And it's it's for kids, but it's about a, a woman He-Man type character. Yeah. And people are raving about it right now. There's also like BoJack Horseman. When I, when I was looking at like lists of best Netflix shows, mm-hmm. that was like almost always in like the top, yeah, some of my, in the top one. Some of my old roommates I've been wanting to watch watched it. One. I Religiously, they watched all the episodes. They absolutely loved BoJack Horseman. I never was able to get into it, but like I watched F is for Family, which mm-hmm. is the the Bill Burr yeah. one, and <laughs> half of his comedy bits is in this TV show. Yeah, and it is hilarious. It is so funny. However, it is extremely crass. It is <laughs> well, I mean, very, if it's Bill Burr. Yeah, but it, so it's animated, but it is very adult. Like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that, that's, kid, what, that's what made me think of the Bojack kid hides under his parents' animation. bed and they mm-hmm. engage in parental relations. And parental. He, he <laughs> peeks parental out from underneath and sees a whole gets an eyeful. So it, it, it's re, it, it gets pretty crass. But it is so funny. And uh, that's on top of that, a stuff that you maybe we wouldn't watch. But uh, in prepping for this, it was around. We've had this assignment for a while. Um, I watched The Haunting of Hill House. Ooh, I've been wanting to watch that. I've heard it's terrifying. I watched the first two episodes, and it is. It's terrifying. But it's addicting. And it's got this really clever hook to it. So... And that, that's not really our cup of tea. Usually, we don't we don't like scaring ourselves. I've been wanting um, to watch it, but I yeah, it's really good. It's been really trying well to, uh, you know, there's um, sign myself up for it. <laughs> apparently, because it's got this huge following right now, and apparently, there's a, a ghost in each and every single scene of the movie, so it kind of makes you feel uneasy. But you kind of have to pause the pause the scene and find it. Like, where's Waldo or something? Really? Yeah, that's cool. So there's there's something haunting somebody in every single episode. And then on top of that, Netflix has another show called Haunted. So Haunted and Haunting of Hill House. But Haunted is, so they say, true stories of people being haunted. Ooh. And they sit there with their family and they are telling them the events. Is of it documentary style? Yeah. But, but then they make it live action. Like they recreate it. And the very first episode is a dude who... Um, him and his dad and his mom he's the only child but he kind of moves around a lot and they got this really cheap place in like southern california or something and the very first night there the the door in his closet opens up and there's a woman just hanging there by her neck wearing a red dress and then she comes out of the closet and starts crawling towards him and he's like this happened every single night for as long as i lived in this house and then he he moves and she follows him. Oh my goodness! So, and so he's sitting there telling. Dude, we already went through the Halloween episode. <laughs> what the hell? You don't know if it's real or not, but that's not the point, 
really because it's like it's, it's the point. to scare you. Yeah, yeah. But the the second episode is a girl who. <laughs> it, the second episode was about. I feel like I'm raised. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> it's about it's about her dad was a, a murderer. So, um, like a serial killer, yeah, something like that. And so, like, there's so there's different family each time. But I watched probably almost all of these around Halloween with my brother Jason. I think Wilbur came over. It's up, Wilbur. But Wilbur came over and watched it with us, and it it was really well done. Yeah. So if you they have they have spooky TV shows too. <laughs> so so I uh, I I was really debating on which one I really wanted to spend more time on between Ozark. House of Cards and Peaky Blinders, but I'm choosing, I'm choosing Ozark. And I'll make it quick, but Jason Bateman is amazing. Okay. He's so so great for a person who has built his entire career around comedy. Yeah. His dramatic ability in Ozark is is outstanding. Well, that, that, that's an interesting concept in itself. Is uh, a lot like Steve Carell, where he didn't he didn't want to start out in comedy. That's just where he got cast. Right, right. But and this is a th- this is probably a conversation that could go for an entire episode, but. Comedians, people who are good at comedy and good at being comedic actors, the reason why is usually because they have good timing. Mm-hmm. And that is why comedians can sometimes transfer over so well into uh, into drama is because they have the timing. They know timing. That is their bread and butter is timing. And th- that's something that. Speaking of Steve Carell, I'm not. I mean, Fox Hunter. I don't know if you have ever seen Fox yeah, Hunter. Yeah. His timing in that in that movie is fantastic, and that's what's on full. So is Channing Tatum too. Oh, Channing Tatum is fantastic. Seriously, that that's a whole other episode <laughs> as well. Is is he's that just, movie he's Fox Hunter to me? Seriously. Yeah. So, um, but. That's what's on full display to me with yeah. Jason Bateman in Ozark is his timing yeah. and his his ability to to create tension in a scene just by uh, and it, it it's the same tricks he was doing in Arrested Development. He starts saying something and then stops and pauses and then finishes it. And in Arrested Development, that line got raucous laughter. But in Ozark, that same line is got hugely dramatic. Oh, it, yeah. it got it gassed so much. Made you your pants. Yeah, it was crazy. It was so yeah. so good. Uh, that's what I was going to talk about with Ozark. Is is Jason Bateman? He's just an incredible actor, and he also has written and directed a lot of the show as well. So. Showing his showing his chops there, but um, I mean, all of the actors in that show are great, and the show is really, really well, really well done. And then just to kind of like bring it back to my sister Lisa, and this is kind of where it all started was Ozark because we put we posted a thing on social media a little while ago about Ozark, and uh, and she said that it was that post that made her go watch it. And she texts me and she's like, Ozark is so dumb. After the first episode, she's like, I don't know if I can keep watching it. 
Two days later, she's like, I just finished season two. (laughs) She's like, damn it, Troy, what have you done? And so, and uh, just to be, you know, another thing is I got, I just got her hooked on, her and her fiance hooked on Red Dead Redemption 2. (laughs) So, anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But um, yeah, no, Ozark is fantastic. And, And it's just so compelling. Like you've got, you've got this family that goes to the Lake of the Ozarks, which is in Missouri, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but it's a family from Chicago, but they're dealing with the Mexican drug cartel, but they also have the local family who, the Snells who have their own drug thing. And it's just this whole big clash that pretty much starts wars and all this stuff. Season two is just as intense and crazy as season one, if not I haven't more seen so. season two yet. Ooh, it's so I'm good. excited to start. Yeah. Oh, and so is it, is it like, like a, Eight episode movie type of thing. Yes. Yeah. Have yes. you have you seen it? No. So yeah, and you guys have raved about it too, but I just like haven't pulled the trigger yet. It's almost like I don't want to commit <laughs> just yeah. quite yet. Like it, I hesitate. The to- hard part is is the longer you wait, the more episodes <laughs> you have to commit to. I, I hesitate. <laughs> I like I just don't know if I'm ever going to watch it. I hesitate to Nothing talk to do against you guys or Jason Bateman. Well, th- that's something to bring up about Netflix in general is there's so much content that, yeah. that it's it's hard to pull the trigger because it's like a kid in a candy store. You just get overwhelmed. And yeah. just turn how many and turn times have I said game. how many times have I said in this episode well I haven't finished it yet or yeah. I haven't seen that season yet. I got I haven't finished Mindhunter yet. <laughs> I haven't really watched not? no. I oh, haven't watched ooh. season two of of Ozark, I haven't finished uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and those yeah. are just the the ones we've talked about. Yeah, it, I, I've got so much that I got to get caught up on. I, I and has, finish Spider Man the video game, and finish Red Dead Redemption <laughs> two, and did, finish uh, the uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, you see what happens when you give Jake a paycheck, dude? He stops. <laughs> play, play games like when you were a little kid. Like this is all you get that year. I uh, I hesitate to talk too highly of Ozark because the first episode, maybe the first two episodes, are kind of slow, yeah. and, and it takes a bit to get into. But um, so if you're looking for it to give you a, an immediate hook, you might not get it. But if but you, the if you end watch of it. episode two is nuts. Yeah. yeah. By the end of episode two, you're hooked. So for the inciting incident, would you call yeah. it? We've yeah. uh, we've got exactly we've got quite a list of uh, Netflix shows. But it's probably all ones you've heard of before. Just. I mean, I don't know. I I never I never heard of some of the ones that you talked about with uh like I never watched. I've heard of BoJack Horseman. I've never watched it. I haven't watched enough of the comedians in cars getting coffee. You know, um, yeah. I didn't watch Norseman until recently, and when you guys talked about it, so I'm sure that and, and I've been wanting to watch Haunting of Hill House. So um, there's uh, I'm sure there's quite a few on here that you may not have watched. So. Take uh, take our cold bow recommendation and uh, and shove it, <laughs> shove and it. Do what you will into your it. TV. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, that was a it was a bit of a longer episode, not too much longer than we usually do. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you got to hear our sultry sounds for a little bit longer. Um, I think we're gonna get going, right? Heck yeah! I think next time we're gonna do uh, our Christmas special. Oh, is it that time already? It's that it's that time of year. Um, time for Christmas movies. So we'll do just like we did with the Halloween movie special. We'll do the same thing with our Christmas movie special. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about our favorite Christmas movies. Sounds great. Cool. I'm excited. All right. So until next time. Uh, Mazel tov. 
Lachaim. Happy Hanukkah, y'all. It's been so terrible.